Let's, let's open the word of the Lord to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that in two weeks because there's something that God is speaking uh, to our 2020. And we, we need to get ready as a church because we need to get ready to embrace more. There, there are more things that God is going to be doing through us, but it's hard to do something that you're not prepared to do. It's hard to be someone that you didn't train or prepare to be. So you first have to receive it in here, then you can receive it out here. And really, that's, that's pretty much uh, the essence of all success. <clears throat> not talking about chance, I'm talking about purposeful success. That is the, the element that's most missing. We want things, and we're taught as a society that the chance can be a great break. So most people put all their hopes and dreams and desires on the lotto. You know, the day before, or the night before, or on the same day, that there's these huge jackpot uh, amounts, uh, I guess all the newscasters go outside and ask them, what would you do if... And everybody has an idea of what they want to do in case they win the 300 million or the 500 million or the billion. They all have dreams, hopes, and desires, but most of them aren't doing anything to prepare to be able to receive it. Are you aware that you can make a million dollars and not have to win it by lotto? There are ways, there's strategies. You just need to learn how to do it and you just do it and make it. Most millionaires, they made it themselves. They didn't wait for somebody that by chance would come and drop something on you. That's a really bad way to prosper, is to depend on others to prosper for you and they should put it in your hands. That is a pipe dream. It is a figment of your imagination. It's a nice ice cream dream. And I, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. It's just not going to happen. Praise God. But anyway, that's why we're going to train and prepare to be able to re be ready to receive all that God wants to give us. It's not that God doesn't want to work with us or work through us. It's that we shut it down ourselves. <clears throat> and the reason why we shut it down is because many times we don't believe that we have the right to. We don't understand what the scripture says about dominion or uh, what it says about a success as it relates to his will and purpose and design for our life. And so that day, I'm not, I'm not going to share it with you now. I'm not going to do it. Because if I do it now, you'll stay home that day. <laughs> and plus, it takes time to break it down. And plus, those day, that day, you're going to have a workbook. I'm going to have you write things down for your own life, your own ministry, your own business, your own vision. Praise God. So anyway, 2 Kings chapter 6, reading from the New King James Version. And the sons of the prophet <clears throat> said to Elisha, see now. Say with me, see now. see now. See, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. And so the prophet said, go. He answered, he said, go. And one of the servants said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, he said, well, I'll go. And so he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as was, one was cutting down a tree, the iron, axe, uh, the iron axe head fell into the water. And he cried out, and he said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And so the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. And so, uh, wait, where are we? I'm going backwards instead of forward. And the man of God said, where did it fall? And so he showed him the place. And so he cut off a stick. And it was from the same material, from the same trees. He cut off a stick and he threw it in there. And he made the iron float. Therefore, he said, pick it up for yourself. And so he reached out his hand and he took it. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for wisdom and revelation. Thank you for understanding. <clears throat> understanding in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord God, for speaking to us today, for opening up the eyes of our understanding. 
that we will clearly see that which you are preparing us to do for the year 2020. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. amen. You may be seated in God's presence. I'm excited because we're just about there. We're just about ready to enter into a new year. And everybody has plans for the new year. At least most people do. They want to do things. You know, this year coming up, I want it to be different than last year. Uh, I wanted to do some things this year. I just didn't get around to it. Uh, there are so many excuses. And most people uh, in the first of the year, they, that's when they plan to lose weight. That's when they plan to pay off bills and pay off debt. Um, anybody here have plans for the year 2020? Yeah. Praise God. Well, in reality, all of us should. All corporations and businesses are now planning uh, already, uh, some of them already have their calendars already finished in terms of what they're going to do for the year 2020. And it's very powerful because uh, the Bible makes it very clear, um, you know, it says write the vision down that he may run who reads it. And there's something powerful about writing something down. I'm going to say it again, there's something powerful about writing things down. Most of us don't like writing things down because it's too cumbersome. It's a problem. It's a discipline. And the broad mind is we don't want discipline. We want free. We want things to come to us for free. Right now we have people all over the United States, especially the young folk, crying out for free things, free stuff. And, uh, you know, hey, I'm all for free stuff. I'm not debating that. It would be nice to get some free stuff. But it's not a realistic life to just demand that people do for you. There's so much that you can accomplish if you only realize it's available. You just have to start writing things down. As God gives you inspiration, you have to write things down. We need uh, to carry with journals. And you guys have a journal already. Most human beings have a journal. It's called an iPhone. It's called a Samsung phone. It, I mean, you guys can write things down. Right now, you don't even have to write it down. You just have to say, Siri, take a note. It's so easy for you. It's so, it's so simple that we want Siri to think for us now. We're becoming lazy. I'm seeing commercials now that I don't even have to cook. I could tell Siri to turn on the stove for me. Make the coffee for me at 6.45 in the morning. It's going to come a time where, you know, uh, Siri, give me a shower. Huh? The Jetsons, right? We're at that age. We're past the Dick Tracy age. The Dick Tracy, what I liked about Dick Tracy age, I exposed my age, right? <laughs> People are going, huh? Who's Dick Tracy? That was, that was he, he would talk on the phone. And that was, we have that now. So we're past that now. We're entering into the Jetsons age. Right now, in certain parts of the United States, there are flights that you could take as a taxi. And you know drones? Mm -hmm. They have life-size drones. Where you could get in it and it's like a taxi. It'll take you from point A to point B. Right now, Amazon is working on a drone service. Well, they drop it off right in your house. Yeah. The package right in your house. So we're just about ready to enter into the Jetson age. Cars. And so, uh, yeah, the cars. Yeah, they're flying cars right now. So it's, they're toying with all these things. But, but the thing is, all of this technology is making us more stupid. And lazy. Sorry, use that word. I'm sorry. Some of you went, oh, Buster said stupid. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dangerous when you allow too many things. Right now, uh, how many of you remember at least 10 phone numbers? There was a time when I had at least 25 numbers in my head. And then, and then I had some in my pocket as a backup. But now we depend totally on the phone. And so what happens is when you lose your phone or it falls in water, people literally get sick. They get sick. They actually end up in an emergency room because their, their iPhone went dead. I depend on it so much. Wait, what? Yeah. Right? Just the other day, uh, just as a, this is not political. Okay, please. So don't think I'm getting political. <laughs> President Trump, he faked everybody out and he went to Afghanistan with, with the team to meet the people, the soldiers in Afghanistan. But when you got in the plane with him, they made the, they took away all their phones. So they admitted, many of the people who are there, the journalists there, that they got very antsy, because it's a, it's a long trip. And so, since they didn't have their iPhone, they did not know what to do with themselves. 
<laughs> Somebody said pray. <laughs> I'm sure they were praying. <laughs> but, but it's just, this is so true that we're so dependent that we become addicted to technology. And it's a, it's a dangerous place. But we have to understand, we have to put everything into perspective. So one of the things we really need to assess is, are these technologies serving us? Or have we gotten to the point where we're serving technology? One of the, one of the core messages of the matrix, remember, the, anybody saw the matrix here? About five people saw the matrix? That was a pretty interesting movie. It had a lot of spiritual correlations to it. But one of the core messages of the matrix is that the computers or the AI had risen up, it had become so smart that it realized it could use humans as a battery. That was the message. So are we serving technology or is technology serving us? And I contend that in many cases, we're now getting to the point where we're addicted to technology instead of understanding that it is a servant to us we're be or and a tool. We're being addicted to it, and now, and now we're just you know, all the time. What's this? Anybody knows what this is? See, you even know what it is. <laughs> Ten years ago, if I would have done that, I says, oh, he's having he's having a fit or something. Something wrong. Get that guy to the emergency room. <laughs> What's that? Oh, the yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. No, no. It's this. It's this type of action. <laughs> Praise God. So I, I wanted to talk to you a couple of minutes about uh, this, this particular scenario. It has a lot of spiritual correlations and some of the things that God is doing with us, uh, there's an application in there. First it says, and the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, and the sons of the prophets said to Elisha. It was not just one person that went up. He said, listen, I have an idea. All of them got together in a spirit of unity and went to their spiritual dad. Their spiritual dad, they used to call him father. It was the prophet. It was the, the head prophet. It was Elisha. And he was the manifestation or the representative of Almighty God, of the voice of God to that community. So they went, you know, they, they were part of the prophetic house. They were prophets, younger prophets, being mentored and trained by this particular prophet. And so there was a problem. And that, that, the problem was the place where they were staying was too tight. It was, it was too small. So in unison, they went up to that representative and said, listen, uh, Father, uh, we have an issue. And the issue is that the place where we're staying is too small for us. And it was not one, it was all of them. The sons of the prophets said. And that's a key factor because um, if anything is really going to move, and I want you to understand this, and especially you that are moving into business, you that are moving into uh, accomplishing great things, because you really can't accomplish great things unless you understand the power of unity. In, in, in the book of Genesis, it says there were some men that got together and they said, we're going to build a tower. And it, it says that God was moved by their action and by their communication and by their thoughts. He says, let me go down to see what these men are doing now. You know, unity and the power of it attracted God's presence. And he went to see and Truly, the whole community had gotten together as one man. And they had determined that they were going to build a building that would reach the heavens. And, and, and connected with that was their pride. Connected with, with that was their legacy. And God said, I'm going to have to confuse their languages because they're moving outside of my purpose. I want them to move out to every part because they're going to be nations. But they wanted to consolidate the power. They wanted to consolidate. But the, since they were moving in the principle of unity, God says, I'm going to have to stop it because whatever they determine, they will accomplish. They were moving in something so powerful. They had caught a principle that God set into motion in the earth realm that um, because they had determined it, only God was able to stop the forward momentum. That's how powerful that principle was. And God recognized it immediately. Interesting, unity has an aroma. Mm -hmm. yes, it does. Yeah. Unity has a language. Mm -hmm. It has a frequency. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Psalms 133, the psalmist, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says this, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. And he says that's the place where life is released. 
Because in unity, there is a multipli uh, multiplication factor or mu multiplicative factor. One can chase a thousand, two could put, you got it, two could put 10,000 to flight. So if you can just catch that as gifted as you are, you could do a lot better if you get two or three around you. You'll be able to accomplish infinitely more than you could ever accomplish on your own. The problem with us is that we're so prideful and we're so greedy that we think that if we let somebody in, they're going to take a little pie. Or they'll take the credit. And that can be true, but that's why you be smart and you put some contracts in place. Don't just shake a hand only. That worked in the old days, most of the time. But today you put a contract. If I can make, let's say, 100000 a year all by my own, but if I, if I join with two or three, I can make $10 million. What do you think is better? Anybody? It's better. I would prefer to make, I don't know, $2 million than 100000 I'm not trying to be greedy. I'm just saying I could do a lot more with it. That's all. It's just, for me, money's a tool. That's all. I'll be honest with you. Just the tithe alone, man, we'll get another building in the community. I'm serious. The first thing I will do. Get a money like that, wham. Immediately out comes the checkbook. <laughs> My tithe. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because I understand the power of giving. But what, I, what I'm saying is that we miss out because we don't know how to work in unity. And then there's a, there's a spiritual factor to it. You know, Jesus said we are the what of Christ. And what else? The body, there you go. The body of Christ. If I'm, the, if I'm part of the body of Christ, what part am I? I'm some part, right? I could be part of the legs, I could be, be part of the hands, but I'm part of a body. Right? So, so let's, let, let, let's, let's uh, be grateful to God and let's clap a moment to God. Right? right? Stop. How can you clap if your body isn't working in unity? How were you able to do that just now? Your brain just said, listen, I'm going to need my two hands. Because the man said, clap. And suddenly, you started clapping. You didn't even bother thinking about it. You did not even think, man, I wonder if my left hand is still offended at me from last week. Because last week, my left hand and I had an argument. You don't even think about that. You just automatically send the command, and your, your hands, which are in total, absolute unity, you clap. Amen? Praise God. Let's do another spiritual exercise. Everybody get your checkbook out and write to Calvary Christian Fellowship, a $1,000 offering right now. Watch how your hands work. I'm just joking. Just joking. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> you, do it, you do it in your job. I, I heard at least one. <laughs> no, no, think about it. I mean, really. In every area, unity creates a power, an energy, a synergy. It, it creates a release of resource much more than a single person. And these prophets, they were able to go to that prophetic element and says, we have need. Sometimes it's not God showing you you have a need. Sometimes you put pressure on the Holy Spirit by declaring that there is a need based on the fact that you yourself are seeing something. I'm, I'm going to say it again. Yeah. Sometimes the Spirit of God will show us to do something, but sometimes you're the one that puts pressure in the spirit realm yes. by recognizing a need among you. Yes. See, that's what prayer is. Prayer is putting pressure in the spirit realm because you've identified a need in the natural realm. And so you put pressure in the spirit realm, and when you get two or three praying, the Bible says the prayer of agreement, which is more than one. Once again, unity puts a greater dimension of pressure in the spirit realm. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Those of you that pray understood exactly what I just said. Amen. Hallelujah. And so these men put pressure in the spirit realm because they felt that there was a need to expand. There was a greater need of more space, of more real estate. And there is a pressure upon us right now for greater real estate for greater um, realms of, and it's not even physical. I'm just sensing it in the spirit. God wants to expand us, but we're the ones that have to be willing and ready. Notice they were all in one accord. 
Acts chapter 2, they were in one accord. And what happened? Spirit of God came. Because they were in one accord. John chapter 17, Jesus said, Father, I pray that they be one, even as you and I are one. And then he says, let them, let them be one so that the world could see that you sent me. Isn't that amazing? And that's why people don't go to church today. Because they don't see Jesus in the house. Let them be one as you and I are one so that the world could see that you sent me. And the world is only going to see Jesus in the church when we become one in his purposes. Hallelujah. So that unity factors. They went, to, they went to the prophet and the prophet says, yes, do it. There was no hesitation because their, their spirit was in the right place. Sometimes you'll, you'll be walking and you'll sense, Father, th th we've got to have a change here. There's something we need to do. And, and Father, so I'm asking you for that change. And, and, and by spirit, say, yes, go. You're, you're, you're in sync with me. Sometimes God won't show you to do something. Sometimes you'll just know it's the timing of it because you're in sync with the Holy Spirit. You'll sense the mood of God. You'll sense the, the, the spirit of God. You, you'll sense the anointing of God. You'll sense the timing of God. Hallelujah. And this is what I'm sensing. There's a time of God. God's saying, now I want you to start, to, I'm, I'm going to start expanding you. I'm going to start giving you more insight. I'm going to start giving you, or not giving you, but releasing from within you hidden anointings, hidden giftings, hidden passions that have been there, but they were, they were put down on purpose by God for a season. And there's a season that is opening up. And God is saying, the season is coming now, so it's time to put a demand. A demand. There's a demand. Hallelujah. And so he said, go ahead. And then he said, well, you have to come with us. Come with us. And he says, yes, I will go. See, so God will go with you. When you're in, his, in sync with him, God will go with you. When your prayers are in sync, God will go with you. He says, you, you, go ahead, you and me. We're, we're, we're in sync. And that's what we need to be. It's, it's almost like a, a subtle just knowing as you're walking with God. And that's where the relationship thing comes in. And as, as I was just sharing earlier, I just, I just sensed to ask you that question. Are you having a problem with what I'm saying right now? I'm not saying it with an attitude, yo, you have a problem with that? Huh? You have a problem with that? No, that's not what I, I wasn't saying it that way. What I was saying is, does, can, when I said it, did you just flow? Yeah, amen, Jesus. I, I, I praise you. Or, I, I, don't, I don't flow with this. If you're reacting that way, you're not in a relationship with him. So you have to assess because Jesus wants you in such a relationship that daily you're walking with him. As you're outside in the train, you're, you're relating with him. Say, Father, thank you that you're with me right here. You're, you're with me in the train. The, the Spirit of God speaking to you. Pray for that lady right there. Pray for that brother right there. Pray for that son right there. Pray for that daughter right there. Pray for your supervisor. Get on the phone and call somebody. This is it's an ongoing relationship that God wants with us. You see, so as, as they were in that uh, um, agreement, they all went down to the Jordan. Jordan was obviously significant for many reasons. You know, the, the people of God crossed over the Jordan to receive their inheritance. So the Jordan is very significant. Naaman was healed in the Jordan. Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. So Jordan has a lot of significant factors. Significant, significant. So it's crossing from death to life. So as they went down there to that place, that significant prophetic place, they found resources. They went down and they started cutting these precious trees, getting ready. He says, let's all go down. Then it says, let every man take a beam or, or get a beam and go back and let's build a place so that all of us could dwell in. You see, the blessing of you activating your gift and me activating my gift and you activating my gift, it's going to be a blessing to all of us. We will all be able to dwell in the environment of that expanded place. And I don't know if you're hearing me right now. There's a place that's going to expand as we all work together and it will benefit all of us. It will canopy all of us. It will cover all of us. It'll bless all of us, us and our families. We have to stop with the small thinking that's just me and I, you know, what could this church do for me? What could this church do for me? We have to stop that. So what can I do as part of the body of Christ to create an atmosphere that will bless everybody around me? Hallelujah. 
So as they went down, they were working, everybody was cutting their beam, and one of the guys had borrowed an axe from somebody else to be able to do this work. And in those days, things were tough. You borrow stuff, you can't pay back. They take your children. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was very, I mean, we, you think our credit system is tough. They'll take your children, and their children have to work uh, for, the, for the man <laughs> until they pay back every cent. Usually it's for life. So as, as he's cutting, he, I, I could just imagine him, you know, chopping that tree down, and suddenly the axe came loose, and it fell into the Jordan. And so he, oh my God, this is borrowed. And so the, the prophet, interesting, because here they're getting resources, in order to be able to do the work. And, and each guy, I'm sure, had different talents. Probably some were carpenters. Others maybe uh, knew how to create the, the steel to make the nails so that they can hammer it together. So everybody had a gift. And so, but this guy, as he's chopping it, you know, he's gonna get his beam so he could also do his part. Everybody had the same material, but the material was going to be handled differently because everybody had a different gift. Yeah. But the beauty about it is that the community encompassed the entire miracle. It wasn't a miracle that one person was going to do. You, you couldn't get the credit for it because everybody did it together. So everybody got the credit, right? And everybody did something different. But it was all the same material. And we have, by the Holy Spirit, the same grace. The Bible says we stand in a grace that God has already given us. But as that grace is apportioned to us, as that grace is released in us, it'll manifest in a different way. But it'll be for the benefit of all. Right? And so as they're working, this guy's chopping, he loses his axe. He goes, oh my God. So what does the prophet do? He goes to the same material. And he gets a stick out of this very material. So even the prophet utilized the same material or resource that everybody had at their disposal. Why wasn't it that anybody else thought about that? Why did it take the prophet to think about that? Huh? He had revelation. He was the leader, but he just happened to have the revelation also. And um, so, but it was a miracle because just because you throw wood inside water doesn't mean that iron is going to float. This was a certified miracle. And, the, and the, the, the material that he had, he used it. He threw it in the water, and that material actually attracted. I was see, 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 you beat me. I, I was trying to talk, and you actually preached my message. So I'm going to sit down. And you finish the message. Because right. you're preaching it better than I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Praise God. That which was lost. That's unity, right? See? <laughs> That's good. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's interesting. The same resource that these other guys had could have been used if they would have had faith and they, if they would have had revelation. But the man of God did, so he, he said just, he took it himself, chopped it up himself, threw it in there, and it attracted that which had been lost by virtue of work. It wasn't that he was wasting his time. And many times in our own lives, and I would even submit this, we have been in a position where we have invested and we've done good, we've done our best, and we still lost. Time, we look to our past and say, that was injustice. That should not have happened. I myself, I've invested in stocks. Thinking specific stocks. They, these, these guys, professionals, oh, six months, a year from now, whoo, it's going to be good. Good, I lost like 90%. And where are they now? So in the past season, you and I have lost. We have invested, we have tried to do things, and it hasn't worked out. Maybe you tried a, another business, you didn't like it, and you invested, you even went to school, and it didn't work out. Well, guess what? You have the material inside you, by virtue of the Word, by virtue of the Holy Spirit, by virtue of the, the wisdom of God. 
not just to have a better future, but you also have something that will attract the very losses of a past season. God's about ready to restore it if you would just dare to believe with God and move with God and allow God to work with you and through you as you expand this environment for the blessing of others, it will return back to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something that God is doing as we come into a spirit of unity. And I know that you and I, 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 I could just, I almost, I could, if I were a betting man, I would say I could bet. We've all had some amazing challenges this past year or this year. Many of us have gone through crises, through challenges, unusual situations, unusual dilemmas. Still, still going through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I'm still speaking my way out of stuff. Amen. There's some things that I'm just declaring. Amen. I look, I look at it in the natural. I said, I'm, I'm going to declare the word over because the word will superimpose its authority and its anointing over our current circumstance. I'm not going to move in a spirit of fear. I move in a spirit of faith. I knew I move in the spirit of authority that God has given me. Hallelujah. And so as these men, they moved with the prophetic order, and as they submitted to the process, what happened was that they received a certified miracle in their midst. And the thing I, I, that challenged me about this is that they all have the same material. So point to your neighbor says, you have that material. Tell them you have the resource. See, we all have the word of God. We all have the wisdom of God available to us, the Bible says in the book of James chapter 1, if you lack wisdom, ask of God. He'll give it to you generously, the Bible says. We all have that. But very few of us understand the capacity, the potential, the dunamis of it. You know, dunamis, miraculous, explosive power. Very few of us understand what we're actually carrying. I would really be concerned if I saw a guy walking in the street and he's carrying a bag and the bag says nitroglycerin. I would get very concerned because nitroglycerin is unstable. And if you move it the wrong way, it can explode. But imagine if he's walking around and he's smiling. Hey, yeah, I went shopping and I bought me some, you know, some goods. You know. And meanwhile, he doesn't understand what he's carrying. This is what we are. I'm not saying the power of God's unstable. What I am saying is you don't know the power that you're walking in. And, and the platform of unity will help to release that power. And it's necessary because our, our next generation need that. Right now, we are in a redefinition of the United States. The United States is being redefined. Its culture is being redefined. The laws are being redefined. Everything is being redefined in our nation. And our kids need for us to be in unity. Yes, our children need for us to be in unity. Our, our next generation need for the church to be very strong. Yes, we need to have strong resources. Because there's coming a time, and it's, we're here now, where only unity will protect us. Yes. Only unity will protect our children. Only unity will, be, uh, uh, will create the atmosphere for, for our children to be conservative, to be Christian yes. in the United States. You wanted to say something? Yeah. God just gave me like a oh, hold on. Oh, I, need, I need a mic because the people listening on the... Oh, yeah, Thank you. We need to walk in unity because unity will, will destroy the tactics of the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. I have to what? show you what God showed me. Yeah? Yeah. You have, you have the, the, the I need, props? I need, I need men. You need men? Oh, man. Let's, let's, men. Where Jimmy. the men? Jimmy. Brother Jimmy, James. best best dressed man in the house. <laughs> James, where are you? James is right here. Oh. Go ahead, James. James. Okay. Stand here, like this. Me too? Yep. You stand in the middle. Okay, now I want you to grab each other. Like this. Oh, yes. A tight. This is what God wants. And what's about to happen when the church comes into maturity. Now, every time you, you take a step, you take it with conviction. Like you mean the step that you take. But 
You will only take a step when he says move. Move. Hey. More conviction. Ask me more conviction. Muévete. <laughs> Amen. One more. One more. Muévete. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Good. Hmm? Where's your mic? Oh. This is the church moving in unity. This is the church moving in one accord. This is the advancement God's talking about. He's saying, advance. This is the advance that he wants. No man, okay, I'm going to say the, 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 the cliche thing that's always said, no man is an island. Oh, you best believe, no man is an island. God is calling the church, whether you're female, whether you're male, whether you're a child, yes. it does not matter. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're 80 years old. Right. God is calling you to advance. And it's in the timing of when God says. The reason why I had pastors say it is because he's the angel of the house. He's our head in this church. So if God's going to move, it's going to be in his heart first. Thank you, David. Thank you, Deacon. Appreciate it. Good, good analogy. And so when I was, was, when I was meditating on this whole scenario, it, it, it blew me away because they got their expansion. But it first happened because they came into, it was not almost like a, a dem democratic consensus. It was just a revelation that they had. They just knew that it was a time to move, a time to expand for the benefit of the community. And this was going to bless all of them. They were all going to be able to dwell there in that expanded place. And so for the year 2020, there is an expanded place that God is bringing us into. And in this expanded place, I see that we are going to have greater influence in community. But what does that mean as a practical rollout? That means some of you are going to take responsibility uh, to interface with the police department, with the fire department, with the community board. Right? Some of you are going to uh, have more influence uh, as it relates to how we treat our poor in community. Every person has, somebody has to oversee that. So in the expansion, as God expands the tent pegs, our tent pegs, there always is somebody that God speaks to in the heart. And the problem is most of the time we have the conviction, we just don't think that it's God. Or we don't think we're worthy. Some of the most quote-unquote unworthy people are, are carrying some of the biggest ministries in the world today. Because they just simply went and did it. They looked and said, is there nobody? Is there nobody? Doesn't anybody see the need here? All right, well, at least let me do something. And God met the faith and the passion of that person. And then the resources came to that person. And whatever loss was there... There was a restoration of dignity. There was a restoration of provision. There was a restoration of the original intent of that place. And so it, in your hearts, you might have something already. And so what I'm saying in the beginning of this season or just before beginning, if God has been speaking to you about something that we're not currently doing, maybe it's not that uh, you know, you're getting upset because nobody's doing anything. No, it's maybe it's because a new season is coming about and God is speaking to you about that new thing. So in every expansion, there is always a multiplicity of servant-based leadership. There's always a multiplicity of a, 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 a heart that cries out for this area, a heart that cries out for this area, for that area. And you might have been carrying something for a season. You might have been saying, Lord, when, what, how? Who, what, when, where, and why? And sometimes how. Remember that class? But God has been saying, now. See, so as we get ready to come into this new season, um, in two weeks, yeah, I want to talk to you more practically because I want you to write out some things and, and uh, I'm going to share some principles that are going to challenge you. It's going to take you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> In every expansion, let me put it this way, in every expansion, there's always uh, um, 
a taking away of your comfort. God doesn't call you to make you comfortable. God calls you so you can get to work. Did you hear the word? That four-letter word? Work. <laughs> when God created Adam, he gave him a job. He gave him an assignment. That's what he gave him. Tend the garden. The word tend is physical. Keep, guard, guide, protect, cultivate it. Actually, God gave Adam a job before he gave him a wife. That's a good one. You, you want a wife, get a job first. Get yourself ready to, to provide, to provide. That's a good thing, you know, because you, you can provide for your, your, your children in the future. So as, as I'm considering this, I'm saying, oh my God, you're ready to expand us. So if I am speaking, and the Bible says, deep calleth unto deep. And if this is re resounding in your spirit, man, then you really have to take notice. You really have to say, okay, what is it? Or maybe you already know. I want to do this. I'm passionate about this. Well, the Lord is telling us, I'm getting ready to expand you. And expand means he's already identified the needs of other people. He's identified somebody hurting over there. Somebody crying over there. This, this one sister, she's, she's a missionary. Um, God would speak to her and she would say, man, you, God, you tell me some things that don't make sense. But yet every time he would give her an instruction and she would obey, she would see the miraculous hand of God. In one case, she's walking and she sees this woman and she's just laying down there. She lives in Mozambique, by the way, this, this sister. And she travels and she comes to the United States. She, she was born in the United States, but uh, they, they moved over there to serve for many years powerful ministry so she sees this lady sitting down in the hot sun in Mozambique and she knew something was wrong because you don't do that in the mid midday in Mozambique it's too hot and so she goes to the lady the God tells her go to that woman and she said but Lord uh, you know I really go to that woman <coughs> she went to her sits down next to her and she says hi what's your name and she realized that the lady was blind the, uh, the the center of her eyes were white. So what's your name? She says, I have no name. And then two ladies that were right there next to her, she, she, they started laughing. She has no na name. She's blind. So basically, she was there begging. And so you know, then she hugs her and holds her hands. And, and, and then the Lord says, give her a name. Give her a name. And so she thought... And then she had a, a name. She called her something beautiful or something like that in, in that language. And she called her that name and, and she just started laughing. She started la not laughing and smirk, but just like, wow, you would actually call me that? that? That could be my name? And then the other ladies also started laughing. But then, and then God said to her, just love on her. And then she hugged her and she started loving her. She said, Jesus, Jesus. She started just loving her. And suddenly the lady looked and, and her eyes turned a regular color and she literally started seeing from that moment on so amen yeah it was a powerful moment and so everybody there went crazy you know so now they have a huge church now based on these simple yet amazing miracles simple moments I mean it's not a simple miracle but it, that was a creative miracle but that's that same God that did that for her is the same God that's here it's the same God that resides within you same power, same resource. It's the same resource. She taps into it, we don't. So it's not about, oh God, why aren't you doing? It's because we're not responding. If we respond in the simple obedience because we love the brethren, we love the neighbor, we love the community, we love our family. We love that supervisor that's hard to love. God will do the supernatural because the resource is already within you. Hallelujah. Amen? So that's a challenge for you. So uh, that's your homework for this week. Pray to God. Ask God. You know, what's that passion within you? The passion is not so you could become rich and famous. The passion is so that you could serve someone and minister to somebody. Bless somebody. Be, be the representative of Jesus in your community, in your family, in your job, wherever it is that God called you to be. 
And you'll be amazed how the resource, which is His Holy Spirit, the miraculous, will flow in and through you. All it takes is simple obedience. All these men got together in the spirit of unity. Another thing that happens is that when you see it, other people will be drawn to you. Other people will be attracted to you because they also have something similar. They're just not called to do the same thing. But they'll help you with it because they're also called to work in that particular thing. So it'll never be you only. It'll start with you, but others will come to you because vision always attracts resources. Wherever there's vision, there'll always be provision. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. So are you ready for that? Praise God. So Father, I pray for your people. I pray, Lord God, that as you have spoken to their hearts, I pray that that gifting, that anointing, uh, Lord, in this season, will start to come forth. Lord, let it come forth. That which is in their heart, the passion, the dream, the... That, that thing, Lord God, that you're expanding us in. Glorify your name. Father, we'll be careful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We thank you, Father, for it. We receive it. We pull it down right now. We pull it down. We pull it down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for that which you're about to do in this house as we get ready to um, enter into a new year, Lord God. 2020. Give us 2020 vision. That we might be able to be effective. That we might bring you great glory and honor. And great uh, blessing to our communities. And to those that you give us the privilege of serving. We'll give you the glory for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Amen. If God has spoken to you about this. I want to hear about it. Alright. I mean that. Let's all stand. I want to hear about it. I want to hear about what you're, you're sensing. Because if God is speaking it now. It's because it's the season for it. And there's no such thing as a crazy thing. It's not crazy. In Christ, what might look crazy actually can become an amazing ministry. It can become an amazing opportunity for community. Sometimes it can become an amazing invention. Hallelujah. Or an amazing service. As I look at Facebook, I see how many people are inventing things now. Little widgets. Maybe a, a nap, as it were. I know somebody that created a nap. It was so cool to talk to him and, and to hear how, you know, how it came about. He has a functioning app now. Amazing to me. It blesses my heart. But what's, what's in yours? What, what needs to be created now? I'm doing what I can for my part. So for me, it's more teaching, writing. I'm, I'm doing the books now. I'm doing it. I'm not going to wait. The Bible says so Seven, so in seven, yay, eight fields, you don't know which one is going to prosper. Well, I did this before. Yeah, you saw that one. It didn't prosper. But Jesus said, so in seven, yay, even eight fields. In other words, be, be generous in your investing. Be generous in sowing. You don't know which one's going to prosper. Hallelujah. I, I close with this. In this church, years ago, I remember I was full-time back in Harlem. And I was going through, I don't know, four or five jobs at a time in the ministry. It was just so, I was so busy. I was always, oh, man, I need this, I need that. And this one gentleman, a gentleman by the name of Wilson. Wilson would come to me from time to time. Pastor, if you need anything, I'm here, okay? I said, thank you, Wilson, appreciate it. And I would just keep on doing, I'm doing, all stressed out and everything. Every once in a while, Wilson okay. If you need anything, I'm here with you. And one day, I was so stressed out. I had to get some things um, copied. I need copies of things. I had other things. Uh, There was a particular program we were doing. And let me tell you, I just didn't have enough hands. And suddenly, Wilson comes. Pastor, if you need anything, I'm here. (laughs) I looked at him. I said, come here a second. Are you working? He said, no, no, I'm retired. I need to make copies. Now I need to do this. No problem. So here's the money. Get this done. He went, made the copies, did the other things. I was able to have the meeting perfect. And I looked at him and said, thank you. You know, really, I didn't see him before. He was there all along. I didn't see him. For the next two to three years, this guy became like a right hand to me. 
and he loved it. He enjoyed it. And I, and I enjoyed having him here because he just took out of my hands stress. He took things that I, that I, I could do on my own, but because he did them, I could do the other things. And together, him and I, and even bless my wife too, because the things she needed, and he would get that done too. After three years, he went to be with the Lord. And to this day, I still remember him. I still remember it with joy. But I didn't see it. But yet, in the right time, in the right season, he became visible. And God is saying, it's time for you to become visible. Hallelujah. Yes. Need a mic. Where's the mic? You know, you're going to have to keep that mic on your hands, right? Go ahead, go ahead. There's no better place where I can find rest than in the loving arms of my Savior, Jesus. I find relief in him from all of life's stress that the world wants to offer me in the shadow of his wings I find safety I can run to him each day and say Oh, Lord, my God, who supplies every need according to his riches in glory, he shall supply my need. I need him every day, mighty God who saved me. Oh, he's the one. I depend on, I can run, I can seek safety in his loving arms. Oh, there is safety in his loving arms, mighty God who saved me. Oh, no hay otro lugar que yo puedo encontrar paz y descanso solo en Cristo en paz me acostaré a sí mismo dormiré porque solo en ti Señor viviré confiada En la sombra de tus alas yo estaré muy segura. Tu rostro buscaré cada día. Buscar primeramente el reino de Dios y su justicia y todas cosas te serán añadidas. Mi Dios es nuestro amparo y fortaleza, nuestro pronto auxilio en las tribulaciones. Buscar primeramente el reino de Dios y su justicia y todas cosas te serán añadidas. Mi Dios es nuestro amparo fortaleza nuestro pronto auxilio en las tribulaciones no hay otro lugar que yo puedo encontrar paz y descanso God is speaking to your heart right now concerning the peace that passes all understanding that can only come from him. He's the God that shall supply your every need according to his riches and glory. Seek his face. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, knowing that everything, all things shall be added unto you. The key is to seek him, not the things. Seek his face. 
Seek his face, relationship. God is calling onto you for relationship. Isn't that beautiful? The God of the universe wants to have relationship with each and every one of us. He wants us to draw near so he can draw near to us. It is high time. Let us get away from the mediocre living. Let us get away from the superficial. It's time to go deeper in him. It's time to go deeper for deep calls unto deep in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I hear the Spirit of the Lord said right now. Hold on. Hold on. I hear the Spirit of the Lord said right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. If you desire peace, if you desire rest, if you desire tranquility, if you desire healing, it's right here. If you come today seeking something else otherwise than what the provider has, he's saying today, step out of your comfort zone. As he said to uh, Joshua, every step you take, I am with you. Do you desire something today of the Lord, which is your need? He said, I will grant you your need according to his riches in glory through his son, Christ Jesus, who have provided everything on Calvary's cross. So he said, reach out, desire it, go for it, take it, for I've given you the land. Today is your day to step out of your comfort zone and move to the beat of the word of the living God that your heart may be settled and your thirst may be quenched today. And he's saying it to the young and he's saying it to the old. There is no desire or there is nothing that the Lord will not provide for you if you ask of him right now at the moment when the spirit enters into rest. That's when the Lord said, step in. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So as a, as a prophetic act, I don't know how you guys are going to do it, but we, it's like... Um, Deaconess Lourdes was saying, we have to take a step, right? Yes. So let's do it together. Yes. Are you ready to do that? Then I'll release you. I don't know how you're going to take that step, but you have to take one step with me. Can we come out? Yeah, you can come out. Yeah, come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Because you're behind the chair, you might not be able to take the step. Just one step, that's all. Just a prophetic act. Yes, Lord. Just a prophetic act. Praise the Lord. It's, as the Lord is moving, it's good to, to do a, a prophetic act in agreement. Oh, amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. We all got to face that way. So good. You gotta get somebody's gotta get that man already. Bring Thank you, thank you. Yeah, like that, exactly. Praise God. Hallelujah. For those of you that are looking uh, via the internet, you also need to take that step. Because yes. you're, you're with us. You can, you can stay right here. Right here, because you're going to take a step together. Actually, it's perfect. Dad and son taking the step together. Wow, that's powerful. Wow. Thank you. Praise the Lord. So we're going to take a step. And the step is going to mean different things to each and every one of us. But it will be an activation of that which the Spirit of God is speaking to us. Remember, the Spirit, the Spirit of God spoke through the Word. He spoke through the song. He spoke through the prophetic Word. So you don't need much more than that. You just need to obey. It's simple. When you're, when you're simple with God, relationship is simple. You know, my wife and I were married 41 years. Sometimes we don't talk 
We, we go have dinner. We just look at each other. <laughs> you know, it's just, we don't have to say anything. It's, all, it's just relationship. But one thing that is very apparent is there's power in that relationship. And we've got to say, now you take a step with me and watch what I'm going to do in the coming weeks and months. And, and then the next thing is you have to be, be sensitive because in that step, it's going to release things. So you're going to have dreams. You're going to have visions. You're going to have uh, a discernment. You're going to have a desire, a burning desire. So you need to move on these things. Amen? And I want to hear some of you because some of you already have something in your heart. So, all right. Well, um, when I said move, we're just going to take one step. And we're going to do it in the name of Jesus, all right? After three, I'll say move, right? One, two, three, move. Hallelujah. Father, we take that step together as one man in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for open doors. Thank you, Father, for the wisdom, for the revelation. Thank you, Father, for the steps, for the partnerships, the networks, the assignments, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for the people that you're going to knit to us. Thank you for the wisdom, the dreams, the visions. Thank you, Lord God, for the strength, for the activation of that which you're doing in us and through us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. You're dismissed. God bless. Go be that blessing that God has called you to be. And, and via the internet, I pray that you also took that step. Because the same Spirit of God that's here is the same Spirit of God that's with you.